this is so funny because like I can't see you, but you can see us. <laughs> so. And I know what I'm jacking off over here. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'd be insulted if you weren't jacking off on me, okay? Huh? <laughs> Actually, that's how we should start it. Sure. All right, Dad. Welcome back welcome. to Dead and Bored, where I'm Dad and I'm bored. We like a very special have episode. a guest. We do. And Someone when... was silly enough to want to come on this. I don't oh. understand. <laughs> the guest is speaking. The guest has spoken. <laughs> we have the wonderful, the vivacious, fabulous, what, 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 fantasmic, phantasmagory, fantastical. This sounds sticky. We should stick to real <laughs> words. <laughs> the lovely mm-hmm. Jordan Harris. Oh my God. Yay. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. We're so excited because mm-hmm. one, we don't have to fucking talk about Harper's Island, which makes me really excited because yeah. that show sucks. We have to finish it though. I know we do. But I'm excited because this has kind of been a long time coming because oh, yeah. we have been on the Half Cousins podcast numerous times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time we're on, we always talk about the mummy and stuff. It always, it always comes up. Regard. Yeah, it's my thing that I always bring up if I can. <laughs> I like to think that you're at parties and like, well, you know, before COVID and stuff like that. And you just be like, mm-hmm, let me tell you about the mummy. Oh, this reminds me of the scene from the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very much like a, my Jehovah's Witness. Have you heard of Jesus? Repent, oh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. <laughs> kind of thing. I wish I was your neighbor. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah, come, I have cookies. <laughs> and tea. I could talk all about this all day, every day. We are talking about the 1999 blockbuster romp, The Mummy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because I remember seeing this movie in the movie theaters. Yes, same. Oh, really? I only ever saw it on VHS like after it came out. And I remember being absolutely terrified of this movie. Like it legitimately scared me and I couldn't watch it as a kid. Wow. Hmm. I don't know if I'm like the best first guest to come on for a horror podcast, but I have a very... I have a very bad fight or flight response to watching horror movies and I just can't because it's like something in my brain where it's like obviously like I know on an intellectual level that it's a movie and like nothing's gonna happen to me but I'm just like transported to that fear-based part of the brain where you're like I'm gonna die and it's like <laughs> to get out of there um obviously it's gotten better as i've become an adult yeah that was my first movie experience with this was just being absolutely terrified of it it's so scarabs man i know when i was a kid i remember just how old was i i think i was like 12 1989 i just remember having so much fun watching it but Mm. i was like a weird kid where i really loved horror movies and to me this was more of like an action adventure with pops of like thriller suspense in it but overall i feel like even now in 2020 this movie holds up pretty well i would say i would say it transports me kind of back to the theater (laughs) where i was just like eating fucking fistfuls of popcorn and just be like brendan fraser's a fucking gem like i love that (laughs) i probably did say that as a child i imagine yeah (laughs) i was a weird kid (laughs) i'm very excited to talk about this with you because this is your favorite movie and i've only seen it i don't even know how many times at this point there was a point in like 2011 i remember this very specifically where i think i was watching this movie like every day for like six months straight (laughs) wow like once a day or like would you put it on and then like walk around it'd be on the background or would you watch it and this is your main focus yeah it was a bit of both sometimes i would watch it with the director's commentary on instead of watching it just like as is i don't know why like if you really like, did like ashley asked me like why i i don't fucking know <laughs> 
I don't know. It's just it just became one of those things for me. That works. I mean, you're allowed yeah. to just love something like that. I could relate to that. I feel like for me, Jaws, when I was little, like younger, younger, I didn't really have a, like a favorite movie that I couldn't think of. But there was always one movie that I kind of kept coming back to. And it was Jaws. Mm. And it was a movie that I would always sit through through the whole thing, no matter like when it was on, what time of the year or like halfway through whatever, even if it was like edited version, whatever, I would sit and watch the whole thing. And then it clicked to me when I remember when I was younger, I was like, this must be my favorite movie. I was like, <laughs> it is my favorite movie. It's like I had to realize it, which was so stupid. But I totally get that now where like I've watched that film with director's commentary without it. Like I'll just sit there, put it on mute and fucking quote the lines. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll randomly mute it and she'll just fill the lines in and I'm like, I fucking like, hate it. <laughs> it's just like shut the fuck like, up stop. i mean i like it so much that i during when we got married it was part of quinn's speech was my wedding vows you know <laughs> which is very fucking strange but come to think of it mommy this is not just like a standalone movie there's how many are there three there's oh, of God. like the main trilogy there's the yeah. sequel mommy returns there's the third one tomb of the dragon emperor that mm -hmm. was jetly for some reason and then jetly. they and then they did the tom cruise remake when they tried to reboot all the universal monsters oh, and God, it was bad forgetting about the amazing spin-off series the scorpion king which no. is also part it's, it's part of the no. mummy cinematic universe part of the canon universe but god damn it it was so bad <laughs> holy shit so was, yeah i totally always forget that do you feel passionate <laughs> about the series or is it just like just no i really one. love the mummy it's Fuck a one and done else. Okay, like if I had to rank everything, <laughs> yes, please, including the, the fucking everything. scorpion. King. Give me everything. <laughs> okay, so I think that, like the mummy, the nineteen ninety version of the mummy. I think that one's like the gold standard for this, and everything yeah. else is derivative. And then it basically goes as follows: it's the two thousand and one Mummy Returns, and then the two thousand and I think it's two thousand and seven Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, mm -hmm. and then the Scorpion King, and then it's all of the Scorpion King direct-to-DVD spin-off. Oh, my God. There's so many of those. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's, there's, like, 50. I don't understand why. There's, like, a bunch of random, like, hey, let's just make an action movie and throw it in the Scorpion King universe. Yes. Nobody knows why. Yeah. Oh, like Hellraiser. I, I I love the series, and I don't fucking know why these are in the Scorpion King universe. <laughs> um, and then it's the Tom Cruise one. At yeah. the very, very, that one's very absolutely the worst. It's so bad. I didn't see that one. It was so bad. It's sad, too, because I think one of the things with that one is Tom Cruise had a lot of producer roles on that, and he had a lot of, like, writing say and stuff like that. So there's literally lines where his character in the movie is called, like, Nick Morton or something, and um, Russell Crowe's character, who's supposed to be, like, daddy slash Jekyll and Hyde, he's talking to Nick's character, and he's like, you're a young man. That's why Princess Aminat wants you. Princess Aminat's the mummy. <laughs> and it's like... What are you talking about? He's a young man. Tom Cruise is in his 50s. <laughs> You're a young grown man, sir. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I had to watch it in three sittings to finish it. Shit. That's bad. And I've watched a billion terrible fucking movies. Oh, God. Over right. and over again. So I'm not missing anything. You're really not. So what are the other... Was that the only universal one they rebooted? Yeah, because it bombed so hard. Oh, so they were like, fuck it, they're we're like, not going to do Dracula they gonna or do, Frankenstein? They were going to do another Dracula, Frankenstein, another Creature of the Black Lagoon, but they fucking canned all of it, which sucks. Yeah, Because they blew sucks. it. Yeah. Johnny Depp was supposed to be the Invisible Man, and then... <laughs> 
Javier Bardem. I think he was supposed to be like, I don't really? fucking know who he was even supposed to be for the dark universe, but they had like a cast photo and it's yeah. like, we're going to start the dark universe. And then there was this other YouTube channel called Fact Fiend and they did like a whole video talking about like what would actually be like a good reboot for this. And they said they should have kept Brendan Fraser in these movies, but they yeah. should have like changed his role around a bit and they should have like given him the backstory of like he got the title of being Van Helsing as like a supernatural monster hunter and mm-hmm. then that's how they could still work him in but that's how he's like still alive all these years yeah. later or whatever i don't know go check out fact fiends channel and their <laughs> video on the dark universe i know we're supposed to be talking about the mummy and <laughs> it's fine the mummy has a lot going on you might not think so but it does but no yeah i mean honestly yeah you know what's Plus, sad i've never even seen the 30s the 1930s version this is rebooted of the boris karloff mummy yeah mm-hmm. i've been meaning to watch it for like at least the past eight years but i just haven't gotten around to it yet <laughs> It's been a busy eight years. I mean, it really has been. A lot has happened. But I mean, to the credit though, like the classic Universal movies, they're not bad. They're actually like, they're good, but it's kind of like a one and done thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, all right, I've seen this. I think I've seen that one in a film theory class when I was in college. I want to say. I don't know. The Mummy? Yeah. Or we watched a couple of them during like October or something like that. Like it was like one week we were watching random shit. And I remember seeing that. And it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, I don't ever need to <laughs> watch this again. fucking watch it again. I was like, yeah. I got this. I'm going to get the DVD Fine. of this. But, um, Laser disc. But I mean, you, you know, try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you think. You'll be missing Brendan Fraser like all of us. Mm-hmm. You got Boris Karloff. Hey-o. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Since you are, I want to say, a connoisseur of this movie. Oh, baby. We can agree to that. You're a connoisseur <laughs> of the mommy. I figured, you know, we would love for you to kind of walk us through. Okay. Like, paint us the picture of, of this movie through your eyes. You could do, like, the cliff notes. Do you the don't cliff have to... notes. You don't have to go, like, right. scene one. Scene one. Fade in. <laughs> Narrator. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to do that a little bit, but only because, like, there's certain things that matter. But I, I, I'll try to keep as linear as possible, but this is probably going to jump around quite a bit. We jump yes. around all the time. We'll get to the end of the movie and be like, yeah, then this person comes in. And we're like, oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about this person uh, three hours ago. Yeah. So The uh, magic of editing. No, I wouldn't edit it. I would oh, just I leave it. <laughs> I'd say, but like, yeah, I'll chop it back. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, should we point out that uh, spoilers for the entire movie and mm. probably everything with the mummy and probably also other action related movies? You know what? If you haven't seen movies, just don't yeah, watch. No, well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think we we're never, safe. We <laughs> go, 20 we go through the movies and we never do spoiler because like if you're mad about that and we're yeah. talking about a movie from how long ago? That's a you problem, not a yeah. us problem. It's, it's not having a good childhood, I think. Yeah. yeah. Right? You had a bad childhood if you didn't see these movies. We're not talking about a movie that came out a week ago. We're talking about a movie that came out years and years ago. 20 years ago. <laughs> and it used to be on Netflix, so you could just All watch it. All the time. It. Pretty so. sure you could find it chopped up on YouTube somewhere. Oh, yeah. In like seven parts. In nine parts. Mm-hmm. Am I ready to go or am I allowed to go? Yeah, oh, fade in. If you're or ready to go. your show. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so the 99 version of The Mummy was directed and written by Stephen Sommers. This is his best film, I would agree. And I think it shows because he put a lot of effort actually into writing the script. And I think it shows for the most part. We'll get into the fucking glaring plot holes later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell, who is the main lead of the film. And we have Rachel Weiss in her pretty much her breakout role. Yeah, as Evelyn. God, I've watched this movie a million times. What's her fucking last name? Do they say your last name? Hold on. The whole movie, they're just saying Evie. 
Yeah, Evie. Evie. Sorry, I'm oh. getting like the next movie merged together because she does marry Rick in the next movie. So I'm like, yeah. Evelyn O'Connell. How anyway. do you pronounce this? Carnathan? Carnahan? Carnahan. Wow. I'm really showing my cred right now. I can't even Listen, remember. Listen, um, I have that, fucking Wikipedia. Bro. Yeah, that's all she knows. <laughs> She's like, I might need this earlier. And, and then we have John Hanna playing the brother, Jonathan. John Hanna is like literally just like, like a flower in the desert blooming. Like he's fucking precious. Yeah. I love him. He's good. He's and then good. we have uh, Odette Fair as Ardeth Bay, who's like the, the Magi character and the narrator in the beginning. Arnold Vosloo, who plays the mummy. And then I'm not sure 100% say her last name, but it's like Patricia. Her last name starts with a V. I don't remember how to say it, but uh, she plays Anaximena Moon. And those are kind of like our, the characters that I care about. <laughs> Everybody else can go fuck themselves. I mean, you, you hit the hard ones. No, those are the ones that matter. Everybody else is... What was the one I kept calling? Garrett Watts. I kept calling one of them Garrett yeah. Watts. One of the Americans. One of the Americans. Oh, well, they're all Garrett Watts. Exactly. I was like, oh, fucking Garrett Watts. Look at him. <laughs> so. The narration opening in the beginning. We get a lovely CGI view of Egypt that is not historically accurate whatsoever because mm. all of those things aren't next to each other. And they're also from different like periods of time. And he- they're, not, they're not all down the block from each other? What is that? <laughs> Beauty of the 90s. <laughs> we get to see like the whole showdown of like how Imhotep became the mummy. And basically he was in love with, they never made her a wife, but it's like the Pharaoh's mistress or like the yeah. Pharaoh's whatever. And he was in love with her, but he's not supposed to be in love with her because she's the Pharaoh's and he works for the Pharaoh and he's the high priest. No love for him. They make a plan to get together in secret, but he's a fucking dumbass and decides to rub all over her five hour body paint job she did I know it's like he couldn't wait one more second but but the way like, the uh, way he does it or just the way they show it it looked off. like that like he totally did that on purpose yeah it, well it was clearly like the stage direction was like all right arnold you need to make it look like you're smudging her thing but it, <laughs> and it was look- just like thumb yeah, it, it doesn't look natural at all. No, no it looks no. like I'm doing this on purpose. No. But it's, cause act- I was going to say, I just love when the king was like, who touched you? And she's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. what if it was like my arm was itchy, <laughs> dummy? I, part of me was like, what if she's like, I just like rubbed up against the wall. It happens. It's you ever see the king. jungle book? You scratch your back. You're not allowed to come home until this is done. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'm going to keep that part. In the all right. Bye. Bye, uh, bye yeah. honey. We love you. Bye bye. I'm sorry. This is so unprofessional. It's all good. Listen, it's us. It's us. Who cares? Come on. We're the opposite of that. All right. Back to the story. So she gets her arm smudged, and the king sees, and he's like, Who touched you, you ho? And she's like, Ah. And then they kill him. And then she kills herself. I don't understand why she has to kill herself exactly. I I don't know. Um, But she's like, My body is not a temple. And then I kill it, (laughs) stab myself in the gut. <laughs> I well, I, I think she screams like, or something like, "Oh, we'll be together." Like, I guess the whole plan. They plan this. Like, like she this is knew their, like, she was heist? gonna die or something. Yeah, it's her heist. Yeah, their heist movie where they're like, <laughs> "Okay, you rub my arm, you get totally murdered. I'm gonna kill myself. Double cross. <laughs> we'll double cross each other, and then we'll get resurrected by some people later on in the movie. You'll see. Yeah." She's like, you're the only one who can resurrect me. But like, why does this plan have to involve her being dead at all? I don't know. 
It's just, kind of, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like there was a deleted scene there or something. I don't know. <laughs> so deleted movie there. Imhotep races deep into the night with Anaxana Moon's body to Hamanoptera, city of the dead, birthplace of kings and resting place for the wealth of Egypt. I feel like I'm already there. I feel like I'm watching it again. Uh, Arnold Vosso, aka Imhotep. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep calling them by their actor name and then cast names. He's there with his little priest minions and they're doing a ceremony to bring her back from the dead. But then he gets stopped by the Magi and he can't bring her back. No. (laughs) So this is where we get into like some really big Egyptian mysticism because I've talked about this with Lacey before. They didn't mummify people alive. Like this wasn't a torture thing. Like the hum die isn't like a thing. Which by the way, can we just talk about how it's like... You just violated our most sacred laws and you killed our ruler, our king, our pharaoh. We're going to kill you, but we're also going to turn you into a fucking supervillain and give you, like, <laughs> the ungodly strength. <laughs> we're going to do this and it'll give you superpowers if someone so brings you bad. back. What does he say? Like, uh, for if he should arise again, he'll ride a walking plague upon Egypt with yeah. the strength of ages and the glory of honor and invincibility. I don't know. There's like a fucking little <laughs> monologue that Earth Bay's character gives. Anyway, they like mummify him alive and they mummify all of his priests alive and mm-hmm. they fill his sarcophagus with those plastic... <laughs> inaccurate scarabs oh yeah fast forward years later and rick is in the french foreign legion and he's at hominoptera and there's a shootout oh you know how there's like a like a caravan like charging in at them Mm -hmm. yeah so those are actually people who are trained to ride horses but what they do is like they're like a dance performance or something I remember watching this on the director's commentary. <laughs> uh, they're like the Mounties. By the way, all the outdoor desert stuff was filmed in Morocco. Oh. They never even went into Egypt. And one of the reasons why they chose to film this in Morocco is because apparently Morocco has prettier sand dunes. And there was no civil unrest going on in Morocco at the time as there was in Egypt. I think that makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes <laughs> sense. So yeah, the, the group of men charging at them, they're like a like a dance group you can hire in Morocco. They're like the Mounties of Morocco. And then they, they ride around their horses in like formations and they shoot their guns off. Apparently they got hired and they're like, yeah, we just need you to charge at like the camera with like... Like you're <laughs> stuff. This is where we humming up for all these years later. Um, and then you know that iconic image where it's like Imhotep's face and it's like him with his mouth open, it's all grainy and sandy. Yeah, um, that's the first instance of that. We find out that Benny is a little fucking weasel little, boy. Yeah. Oh, Benny, that thin mustache, paper <laughs> thin mustache. I love the line later where he's like, "Think of my children." I- <laughs> You don't have children. (laughs) Someday I might. (laughs) He also had another good line too, like later in the movie where he's like, nice sand wall, bastard. I actually laughed when he said that. Oh yeah, you did. I was like, oh my God, Benny. Actually, Benny's mustache and Rachel Weiss's eyebrows are literally the the same same thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, it's so hard because Rachel Weiss is very beautiful, but I just kept staring at those goddamn eyebrows. Every other scene where like focus her face, she'd just be like, oh, her fucking eyebrows benny's mustache and her eyebrows you know what i actually prefer her with the really thin eyebrows because when i go to watch the second mummy i'm like oh god the eyebrows they just doubled in size (laughs) i need to now watch i need to like pull up a clip or something just to see the width (laughs) she looks like they recast her as a different actress like the eyebrows really did that much of a difference right there hot damn 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. It's uh, what's it? Rick. Rick is is shooting, and then Benny is just being a fucking weasel boy. He runs into like Hamadopter, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's why I was like, where the fuck did he go? Because he goes in there and then he just like closes the door. They didn't really have doors like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, her eyebrows did double in size. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. She's a different person. You're yeah. right. I actually like the pencil thin ones. You're right. Yeah, the pencil thin ones are where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love the scene because it sets up that, you know, like Rick is just like a man who will shoot a gun at anything yeah. to solve his problem. Brendan Fraser. But we also yeah. set up the fact that like people are afraid of this area. Woo! Because it's got the mummy. <laughs> and it's also very windy there. Very windy. Yeah, it is. Oh, and then um uh, the Magi are basically they're like, We stood wash over this land for three thousand years. And it's like they're like on a cliff and then they look down and there's Rick in the desert and they're like, Oh, let's just leave him to die. Like yeah. the desert will kill him. It's fine. Why don't they just like, kill him and just make sure? Yeah, they know I, I don't know. That's like your job. You're doing just that. Make sure your job gets done. They're kind of like, um, what was it in the last crusade, Indiana Jones, the brotherhood of like the cruciform sword. Yeah. yeah that's kind of like what they were, except they actually tried to kill people. Like they <laughs> yes. tried to. This one was yes. more like, yeah. oh, we're, we're, like just we're totally going to watch and see what happens. A that's lot of what problems. happens when a movie is made 10 years apart, but steals all the same plot beats. By the way, this movie is basically like, let's steal as much as we can from Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were literally talking about that like right after, like halfway through the movie. We're like, this is like a 99 Indiana Jones, but not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a junior version of it. Yeah. Like a light. There's more shooting, guys. You'll like it. <laughs> There's a lot of shooting in Indiana Jones. No, I know. There's a lot. Yeah. But there was there was a lot of like shootouts that were like, why why is so much shooting happening? It's a fucking mummy movie. Yeah, especially because the, it's like the boat. The shooting scene. doesn't kill anyone because they're not shooting at people. Ever. <laughs> it's like <laughs> very wild like they're shooting at the mummy <laughs> or they're shooting at like the the minion mummies later or they yeah, shoot later on yeah they're like oh god they're so good i love the minion mummies they're my favorite i really wish i knew what happened between when brendan fraser was in the desert to when you see him later Mm, yes that is a mystery yeah he's in a cage he got whatever he's like arrested him george of the jungle <laughs> <laughs> i think he shot george and then he came back and he was, he, he, I was like what the fuck is he doing yeah. but i guess that's where you now you meet evie's character as well oh, well, see- we're, we're forgetting the scene at the library where she oh, walks over all, oh, yeah. all the books tell us because i don't understand that scene Why? of how she like is balancing herself and she kind of like does like a weird dance with um, the... it's called comedy google it <laughs> all right well funny thing you should mention that obviously they hire they have stunt people in this movie oh yeah i didn't do. think she was doing her own stunts <laughs> her eyebrows she's not the jackie the chan in this movie no but the thing is that if you, if you go watch go back and watch this scene couldn't find like a woman to do that specific stunt so it's actually a man in like really? evie's costume which is why the close-out shot it like the shot is so far back and so zoomed out because it's like a like six three 300 pound man on top of that ladder doing the stunts with yeah. the yeah so my favorite thing to do when that scene pops up is to point out when it's evie and when it's the, the male <laughs> stunt guy i'm like evie man evie man because <laughs> 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 yeah 
<laughs> Imagine you're doing that, and oh. Logan walks by, and he's like, "We're in that scene of the movie," and he's like, "Okay," and he just <laughs> fucking walks away. <laughs> You'd be like triples in size. <laughs> no, as soon as you notice it, it's it's hard to look away because you could be like, "Wow, that's really like a big ass man pretending to be Evie in the scene." Right after this, I'm gonna fucking we're gonna watch. I that. know we're gonna have to watch that fucking scene now. Oh god! Oh my god! I love it. <laughs> oh, that scene too, where they knock over all those bookshelves. They did that in one take. Uh, that was the first take, and it was the only take. I wonder why. Yeah. I was pick that shit up. Oh my god! I always wonder when it's like scenes like that, when it's like something that's so huge, like how many scenes it takes. So it's really funny that they got on yeah. the first take. Good for them. It's funny because they redid a scene like that in the second Mummy movie, and it took them like eight takes to do oh, it. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, nine days to reset, four <laughs> seconds to shoot it, and then it's $40,000 a day. How much was that in The Shining? Didn't they have to, like, reset the blood scene, like, fucking seven times because he was yeah. like, it wasn't enough He's like, it wasn't blood. right enough. And yeah. they just changed the fucking color right Kubrick. Up. Anyway, I'd be so pissed. Oh, my God. I'd I'd be like, I would fucking stab him. Asshole. Like it's blood, it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> so after Evie knocks down all the bookshelves, we get a little director of the museum or whatever. He comes in, he's like, You're a fucking twit, but your mom and dad were our greatest patrons. So <laughs> we're gonna put up with you. <laughs> the only reason why you got hired. Uh, I can read and write ancient Egyptian and erratic. That's why you keep me around. Uh, and then we we cut to a scene where fucking Jonathan. I always want to call him Uncle Jonathan just because of the next one when Evie and him have a kid, and he's obviously he is the uncle. And then yeah. Yeah. he's he's uncle for most of the series, so I always want to call him Uncle Jonathan. Um, call him Uncle Jonathan. I don't know if you noticed in the scene, but. <laughs> I just think it's funny because I noticed this because I was watching the director's commentary. Stephen Sommers has a good sense of humor about his work and he pointed out every single mistake in the movies in the director's commentary. And the direction that he gave John Hanna in this scene was to play it like you're very, very drunk. And then halfway through, he was like, all right, forget the drunk thing. Like, we're just play it like you're sober. <laughs> you really? Go, yes. Because you know how he's in the crypt? Like, yeah. He's in, and then he's like... Uh, I'd like, I'd rather like to join them and he's being all goofy and silly. That was him trying to pretend to be drunk. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's amazing. Oh my God. And then later when he's like, I found it on a, a dig down in Thebes, like, and he's more like serious, like he's pretending to be sober at that point. But I guess when they're editing it, they just cut I it together it. where it's like half drunk, half sober. Most people don't notice it though. Yeah, of That's course. fucking hilarious. Oh my God. I love that. And then we get the totally accurate 100% metal key that was used to open everything in ancient Egypt, you know, sarcophagus, books. Their uh, key technology back then, it light years ahead. It was, it was cool amazing. key. I wish we had a key like that. I wish I had a key like that. I wish they yeah. made like jewelry boxes of that. Could I you know. imagine like a, a mummy makeup collection and that's the compact? <sighs> yeah, oh, that's, that's how you open it. And you're just like, because it reminds me a little bit of like the Hellraiser puzzle box. Mm. It reminds me of that, except this. I just love how it just. Like there's an actual like function of like you can open something with it, unlike the puzzle box where you know you your flesh gets ripped off. So yeah. I really like the key aspect more. That'd be fun though to have on our front door. Like there's always sand on it. Yo, so yeah, yeah, you gotta blow the sand every time you open the door. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work and very expensive. I mean, Who resands it? Do we have a sand guy? We have maintenance. We have, have a sand guy. <laughs> There's Do we have a sand guy? You yeah. gotta have a sand guy. I mean, anyway. All right, sorry. <laughs> so then the director of the museum uh, is there and he's like, oh, look, the key, the map. There's a map. Let's hum an opera. Mm. City of the dead. Look at all the treasure. Let's go there. 
And then obviously we don't know this at this point, but the, the museum director is like, he secretly works with the Magi, which they need to secretly protect the mummy 3,000 years later. So yeah. they, uh, they burn off part of this map and obviously they can't use it any longer to get to Hamanatra. Oh, so mm -hmm. they go see the guy who basically Jonathan stole them, <laughs> the map from, which is Rick and he's in prison, which is like one of my favorite lines of the movie when Evie and Jonathan are going to the prison. They're like, Jonathan, you stole it from a drunk at the local cat spa. And he's like, I lied to everyone. What makes you think you're so special? I'm your sister. Well, yes, that just makes you more gullible. And then we get the first exchange of Brendan Fraser. I don't understand. Is he not able to grow a beard? because he has like hair that grew yeah. like six yeah. inches and he's got like a five o'clock shadow yeah. <laughs> yeah he probably cannot he doesn't have any ability to grow any sort of facial hair so he just looks dirty like he doesn't exactly. it's like put put dirt on his face it's, it's fine he was very encino man no yeah yes he's gonna go wheeze the juice okay oh all right <laughs> When I was watching the scene with Lacey, she brought up that it's basically sexual assault, which technically it is by definition because he he kisses Evie through the bars of the prison. He's like, get me the hell out of here because they're about to fucking hang him. I wanted to say like his character is meant to be modeled after Indiana Jones, which Indiana Jones was modeled after James Bond. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as we know, James Bond modeled after like a sexist psychopath. So, like, yeah. You know, it's a bit derivative. But I'm just gonna say, like, if I'm like in prison and like some hot person comes up to me and they're like, "Yeah, you're, you're gonna get hanged after," like, I'm gonna get on my fucking knees and like suck their dick off, or like, I don't know, like, whatever I need to. Like, it's my, I'm just about to fucking die. Like, something before you go. <laughs> exactly. So like, I. <laughs> While I don't applaud what Rick did in like a normal context of like when you're dating, yeah. you know what? He thought he was about to fucking die. So like yeah. his neck was about to get snapped. I mean, yeah. like they do actually hang him. Yeah, that was the thing where Brendan Fraser went very fucking method with this. And he was like, he actually wanted to be hanged. And then they uh they're they're like tighten the rope tighter. And um he talks about this in interviews, like after the movie, like for press tours, basically saying how he almost passed out and died <laughs> because of the scene. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I completely I agree. I agree with you because like if I'm about to approach death, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. you know something's about to happen. <laughs> I mean, why not? Let's make it this, happen, Kevin. This is the last memory I'm gonna have before I fucking pass out and ultimately die. Yeah, all right. This is actually not my most egregious thing with him. I can understand like the kissing Evie thing without her permission when he thinks he's about to die, but I think it's kind of suspect. When Evie gets drunk and then they're like, he's teaching her how to fight. Oh, and then God. she goes to kiss him and he was willing to kiss her back, even though she was very drunk. And the only reason why he doesn't end up kissing her is because she like passes out or whatever. Yeah. That would have been a good scene to basically have been like him not be like, yeah, I'll make out with you versus just being like, all right, let's get you to bed, Evie. <laughs> mm -hmm. But back to the prison scene. So Evie yeah. and the prison warden are negotiating getting Rick off, which they originally, that prison warden character is kind of one of the more useless characters in the overarching story. Just because they originally were going to have him also be Magi, but he was going to be like crooked Magi who who mm. just wanted the treasure. But then mm. they like, they wrote out that storyline for some reason, which I feel like they should have kept it in because it makes sense of like yeah. why this random prison warden is so yeah, invested. Why he would go with yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's like, I'm literally, I'm protecting my investment. Like, I'm literally going with, like, it would have made sense if he oh, was that, like. That would have made so much more sense. Oh, yeah. I wish he did that. Oh, that's a kind of a bummer. But then he just gets fucking wrecked anyway. So. I mean, no, it's true, though. He is kind of a throwaway character yeah. without that kind of 
crucial story point of like, hey, I'm really protecting my investment because I am, you know, I just want to start treasure. Yeah, Yeah, really protecting as opposed to just being some asshole. Oh, all right. There's an even more useless character, and we'll talk about him at the end when we get to that point. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. It is Winston, <laughs> if anyone is listening. People are listening. This is a podcast. <laughs> what am I saying? Okay, anyway. Oh, Winston. So then we get to the we get to the boat scene where the gang's all together. They made an agreement to get to Hamanoptra. Yeah. And um, Fraser, by the way, cleaned up. He he got rid of that long mangy hair. Mm-hmm. He just you know he looked a little bit more attractive, more Brendan Fraser like. And I feel like Evie was like, <laughs> hey. Guy. Holy shit, Brendan Fraser is so fuckable in this movie. This I think this is yeah. his most fuckable role. I don't know. For me, I feel like it's Mrs. Winterborn for some weird reason. Really. I don't know why. It's just one of those movies <laughs> that I'm just like, yes, Brendan Fraser. Yes, you can get it. Yes. Um, but I would say between this and The Mummy, yeah. Because after that, I can't think of anything else that Brendan Fraser that was like, what the fuck was that one movie where he was like, it was the 1950s? Blast, not Blast Off. What the fuck was it called? It was a, oh, Blast Off. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, was that no, not that. But uh, George oh. of the Jungle. You know that scene where he's like naked in Ursula's apartment and he's like, oh, George slip on slippery rock and waterfall. And, he's, and then he's like butt naked. And for some reason they decided to oil him up for that scene. So he's like super tan, super ripped <laughs> and completely oiled up. And he's just like completely naked. And I'm like, this is a children's movie. <laughs> it was something for the parents. They oiled him up for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) Okay, back to the boat scene. Got it. (laughs) So uh, the boat scene is where we meet the other crew of people who just happen to be going to Hamanatra at the same time. Mm -hmm. The Americans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey-o. Gotta love them. Our team, you know. Rick and Evie and Jonathan and the prison warden. They're being led by Rick, who's been to Hamanatra before. And then there's Benny, the little Weasley Benny Um, guy. And Benny. Who's leading them to Hamanoptera and he's like, they only pay me half now, half when we get back, so I gotta take them all the way. <laughs> Benny was Benny thrown off the boat and other stuff, and then you know, there's some chit-chat. Uh, Evie's like, why did you kiss me? I thought I was about to be hanged. It seemed like a good idea at the time. And then she's all like, oof, that wasn't a good enough reason. <laughs> <laughs> she gets all flustered and walks away. Uh, this is like a riverboat, by the way. <laughs> the Magi come in on like a little paddle boat. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. get onto the boat, super secret ninja style, mm-hmm. get into Evie's room, and they're like, where is the key with the hook man? Oh, the hook man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this boat goes up in flames like a... Really fast. Yes. Made out of straw or something. like. <laughs> I thought their boat was made out of paper. It's made out of highly flammable something. <laughs> they knock over a lantern, and the whole boat just goes yeah. up like, in fucking flames. <laughs> like, the entire boat. Like, the boat, like, capsizes, and they all jump off the boat. And our gang is on one side of the river and then Benny and all the horses and everyone and they're on the other side. And Benny's screaming at O'Connell, O'Connell, hey, looks to me like I've got all the horses. Hey, Benny, looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. (laughs) You know, this is exactly what I wanted from this. This I just want to let you know. (laughs) That is like peak rivalry like brothers like sibling i fucking hate you kind of attitude i fucking love it so then they end up at a a bazaar 
and Evie gets a makeover, mandatory makeover montage. I love her makeover montage where all the women just bring her to O'Connell. And it's like, he's seeing her again for the first time. Like, oh my God, you have all this fabric on and oh. Eyeshadow. I love it. <laughs> and then they, they buy some camels and yeah, they, they head off into the desert. And this is where we get all those beautiful, beautiful desert shots, which are hashtag not Egypt. <laughs> it is Morocco. There was another scene they cut out of this where it was them like going through the desert and then they get to like this giant graveyard where it's just nothing but like rotting skeletons. Yeah, I don't know why they cut it. I think they cut it because it was too gory or something. I don't know. That would have been kind of cool to see though. It would have made sense. It's just like, oh, beautiful desert. Oh, they're here. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been like, oh, here is the uh, thousands of corpses of people who tried to get here before. sense i hate when they do that and they take like key things that you know they probably figured like oh it's not really going to be missed too much but it explains things so much better (laughs) but whatever (laughs) literally says is like lady half my garrison went halfway through libya to find this and all we got there was sand and blood and it's like okay we could have we could have shown us like something with all these skeleton corpses anyway um, b-roll something just pan through it quick so then the americans meet up with the our team our little gang and they decide to have a race to hominoptera and then there's a desert race to hominoptera oh and then there's also a mirage thing because it's like you gotta wait to see hominoptera it's and then it just appears magically and they're all like wow hominoptera I love when they do the race because the race, well, I think it was like for 500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Evie takes the lead and she mm-hmm. just goes, I don't know why. It just makes me She's doing it. And then Brendan Fraser says being Brendan Fraser by like smiling at her. I was just like, that's so Brendan Fraser. He does some moments where it's just like, it takes me out of the mummy. And it's just like, this is what I imagine Brendan Fraser does on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, I love that. And for the accuracy of this race, camels are built to walk on sand and move on sand. Horses are built to run on planes. (laughs) So that's part of the reason why they win. And camels are marathon runners, whereas horses are sprinters. So that's why they're able to win the little race to Hamanoptera, City of the Dead. They got their $500. Great job. Good job. This location, all the desert outdoor shots of Hamanoptera, it's actually, it was an old fort? in Morocco that they got permission from like the Morocco government to film at and then all of the like the pillars and Egyptian things those are all like set pieces that they put in there to film it but like that out, that outer wall of Hominoptera it's like a it's like a, it almost like a brick wall like a decaying brick wall that was um actually there that was like an actual it's like an old fort or something in Morocco oh shit I feel like we're yeah. talking to like the director of the fucking movie I know I'm just like thank you like, oh, <laughs> all these facts thank Jeez. you Stephen. <laughs> I don't know how fucking interesting this all is, but hey, I'm bringing it up anyway. Thanks, Steven. Oh, man. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So, like, they get there, they're exploring. They do the ancient Egyptian mirror thing, which actually is a thing where, like, you balance, like, light off the sun after a whole bunch of mirrors and lights it up. I don't think it works quite the same way, but apparently it was a thing. Um, yeah. It definitely doesn't make the entire room that bright in four seconds. I know. I was like, but... shit, I want that kind of lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know what's happening. Like, the movie's called The Mummy. They got to find the fucking mummy. <laughs> really? I thought it was uh, called The Wolfman. <laughs> I thought Dracula was going to come out of one of the coffins. Whoa. 
they find uh, Imhotep's sarcophagus and it was locked and they look at it and she's reading the inscription on it and it's like, he who must not be named. And it's like, he's buried at the foot of Anubis. He must have been someone of great importance or he did something very, very bad or very, very terrible or whatever. The Americans, because they're digging in other spots, they get booby trapped with pressurized salt acid salt when they're acid. taking out the, the, <laughs> the box. The, the wooden mahogany box in ancient <laughs> Egypt that has uh, <laughs> the Book of the Dead and then the Kenobic jars, specifically for an ox and a moon. So yeah. there is that. Oh, and but then Evie realizes that her little her little key thing that the man on the the barge with the hook wanted is a, it's basically a, a key to open up the sarcophagus. So that's what they do. And uh, the mummy pops out, very jump scare like. Yep. Yes. He's very it sticky. is juicy is the word that they yeah. use. I love when they use it. Looks like you found juicy. a juicy mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you dry that out and use it for firewood? Yeah. <laughs> oh, those Americans. Oh, Americans. Americans. So the inside of the coffin, right? The sarcophagus. Oh, yeah. He carves. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Because it's all fucking stone. And apparently he did it so perfectly. Yes. But like his fuck, he While was. While he was slowly being eaten alive by the But he was a fucking mummy, though. Like they fucking bandaged him up and yeah. shit. Like how the fuck did he free he got little like bugs a hang- to work together? He got like a hangnail. <laughs> And then he fucking with his mouth. Oh, hey, he went to town. My theory is that he broke off a finger, and then mm-hmm. he used that as a writing implement. Mm. Okay, that's okay. using some logic. We can't have that here. Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or he's got like industrial strength, hard as fuck nails. Got it. Okay. I oh thought the God. bugs were helping him out. Well, you know one thing Egyptians were known for: their key technology and their strong nails. <laughs> <laughs> strong nail beds <laughs> oh because you know how like those he, they throw the scarabs in with him when they mummify him yeah. and the scarabs like eat everyone else instantly but they don't eat him instantly they just chill in there with him yeah maybe he talks to them he's like hey scarabs, how you doing? <laughs> scarabs can you do me a favor <laughs> do me a salad and just wiggle me out of these little bandages so i can write them. <laughs> Oh. Before Thanks. I die, write this message. Then when I'm dead, you could chew on my then body a little bit, flesh. okay? Make me all sticky. One. He was juicy. All right. That's one of my biggest gripes with this whole movie is when they show the mummy, which is obviously like a prop. It's like a real life object. And then when they switch to like the CGI version, he's not juicy anymore. <laughs> no, he's very dry. Want, when he comes to life, all he's the juices skin. like go in and he... <laughs> He's just like dry and crunchy. Yeah, oh yeah. He's very oily and uh, very um, just dewy. Oh yeah, basically so dewy. when he's dead, but when he's alive, he's dry as a cookie. So oh okay, we skipped ahead of it, but um, Book of the Dead. They open up the Book of the Dead, and then she st- she just starts fucking reading out loud from the book. Book of the fucking Dead. She opens it and just starts reading, not well, like reading in your head. She starts saying it out loud. Well, that's what I kind like, of didn't yo, understand. Don't you know how curses work? That's what I didn't understand. I felt like, you know, wasn't her whole thing is just like, I know everything about Egypt. Like, yes. I yeah. Know everything. I know how everything works. By the way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know they found the book and I'm going to hint at them that they need a key to open it, but I'm going to steal it in the middle of the night. And then I'm going to read from the fucking, the first well, chapter one was resurrect the evil mummy. So that's kind of my complaint with that <laughs> one. And then towards the end when they have to read the book again, mm-hmm. Is it like 
is all the curses and everything just hey, on well, the first page? Yeah, you get and then the everything else first. is all fucking filling. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Like, oh, it's a really great recipe for how to make fucking apple pie. Like halfway yeah. into it, all the, the acknowledgments in the back. <laughs> they start with the curses. It can be that easy because I feel like in most movies, it's always like, oh, I can't find it. What page is it on? It's always like 652, yeah. like middle of the fucking Page book. 14 well, is how to like, make a great frogger. It's like six pages and they're made out of fucking slabs. So it's <laughs> not that much to read through. Oh, and then when they enact like part of the Hamdai was that when Imhotep comes back, he brings with him the plagues of Egypt. So that's mm-hmm. what happens. Which they never show any of the firstborn getting slaughtered. I was very disappointed yeah, by that. Sure. <laughs> they skipped the graveyard with all the dead bodies. I think they're going to skip that curse. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But also the guy that fell asleep that had the book, the Shriner guy, I don't know, his little, his little hat that I call him Shriner guy. <laughs> but like when she literally says like three words, he just suddenly like jolts no! up. He's like, no, from it. From and she's yeah. like, oops. She's like, I didn't do bee. it. I'll keep reading though. <laughs> fucking urkles it pretty much god damn it all right and i like every curse is four words yeah i forgot the ending one yeah it was so simple because i remember looking at him and i was like are you fucking kidding me like really we could just take someone's soul that way yeah it's easy peasy didn't you know that (laughs) i'm gonna yell that outside later well in the second mummy movie when they're bringing Imhotep back the dead again uh electric boogaloo the sequel um like there's fan theories saying that because uh rachel weiss's character she's like actually a reincarnated egyptian princess how she's able to like harness the egypt's magic better than the guy who brought him back in the second one because the guy who brought him back in the second one he has to do like a full fucking seance to get imhotep back like they need to get like 50 fucking guys to like chant and like bow in front like do like the bow lifting up thing and i assume he- that was just because like how he got taken away at the end of the first one it like made the steps more complicated that's just what i assumed you know yeah. that could be it also or it could just be like <laughs> But no, she has powers, got it. She has magical powers. She is the, the Neo of the Egyptian world. <laughs> oh, Neo. Uh, she knows Kung Fu. She does. <laughs> uh, show me. Oh, yeah, the mummy is alive, and they all, because of I the locusts, they like run back into the tomb and Imhotep's in there and he decides to take Mr. Burns' eyes. Because oh, that's yeah. that's his thing, is like he like completely sucks the life force and bodily the, fluid everything. out of all these people. <laughs> so he can be regenerated. I just love that scene only because like the guy falls, his glasses fly off, fucking Velma from Scooby Doo style. My glasses! Jinkies! And then Benny steps on the fucking glasses, takes his torch and bolts. Yes. And yeah. he's like, oh, help me. And he's like blind as a bat. He can't see he's fucking so thing. Blind. So blind. I know. It's like, Benny, why are you like this? I just love when Garrett Watts is just kind of like <laughs> walking around and. Even like when you could tell when he's squinting, you kind of see where you're going a little bit. But I don't know. Like you're you're blind. Actually. You're blind. You're blind. All I right. think it was also like movie lighting where it's like pitch black. Yeah. Not the movie starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's pitch black, so he can't see, but you right. can see what he sees because seeing pitch blackness would be not fun. Even though if the mummy just snuck up on him in pure darkness, yeah, I feel like that would be pretty terrifying. Right. Well, the mummy started eating him. <laughs> 
started eating his eyes. And his eyes looked like there were two little, I don't know, like, what happened? Like, I thought they, like, he totally removed his eyes, but it kind of looked like they were, like, little slits or something. I think it just popped the eyes out, not the eye. Oh, okay. The, 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 the so it's like, oh, okay. That's the one where I was struggling yeah, to it's come like, with. it looks like a belly button. Like, he gave him two, <laughs> be- <laughs> two belly buttons for eyes. They look, yeah, they look like red, swollen, infected belly buttons on yeah. his eyes. Yeah. Like it was from a bad piercing. <laughs> I was like, also, oh, okay. how did he take him out? Did he just like rip him? Did he like use his mouth like, <gasps> yeah. just like suck the eyeballs out and then pop them in his eyes? <laughs> I think he would <laughs> like you know, Kirby we, style. We should just be blessed that they didn't show us this scene because it just sounds true. horrific. Oh That's yeah, true. I mean accurate, but still. Yeah, they're not going to show us curiousness. You know, <laughs> dead corpses outside. They're definitely not going to Kirby suck someone's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then after that, the Magi show up with their guns and horses. And they're like, you fools, you have awoken the creature that we have been sworn to protect for over 3,000 years. He shall bring apart the apocalypse or whatever the fuck else. And then they're like, he will not sleep. He will not rest. This creature is not human. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone decides to just get the fuck out of Hominopter and like back to Cairo. Because, yeah. you know, that's what you do when you wake in the mummy. I peace out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sticking around. So then they're in Cairo and they're trying to like formulate a plan. But then also Imhotep is like going around and like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Benny, little fucking Benny boy is still in Hominoptera with Imhotep, with Imhotep with his new eyes. He went to LASIK. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Actually, if he took his fucking eyes, wouldn't he have to wear glasses? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that makes me mad. Absolutely. Also, my favorite when <laughs> the mummy like lens no, crafters. When Rachel Weiss finds <laughs> the guy whose the eyes they stole, he's just like standing there, like staring up at the ceiling. Like, what are you <laughs> sir, what are you doing? Oh yeah. And then she's like, Oh, you can help me. And then she's like, ah, Help me. Oh, he also took his tongue. Yeah. Also, is that the other scene too, where Brendan Fraser then also opens his mouth and just yells at the mummy? Yeah, that's yeah. the first. That's yeah. the first yell He's back like, and forth, <laughs> and shoots him, and then shoots him with a shotgun. Oh, I love that. But my my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie is when Benny is stuck in Hominoptera with the mummy, and the mummy's about to like fucking kill him. But then Benny is going through. He has like this giant like. Necklace. chain like a whole bunch of necklaces full of like little you know things about like from all different religions so he's got like a cross he's got like a buddha whatever like tons of stuff from a whole bunch of religions that i don't even know and he's just going through them and he's like holding up the cross and he's like protected watch over me like a shepherd watches over his flock and then he's like going through other things and he's he's holding up like the buddha and he's going jojo we watched it we, with we watch it with subtitles it says gibberish old. it says speaking gibberish for that one and the other oh, one's really? like speaking this yeah speaking, speaking that, arabic like, yeah. speaking hebrew but that one that was like gibberish. speaking gibberish and we were like, hmm? we're like, hmm. <laughs> like oh <laughs> god yeah well it's probably very offensive to yeah. <laughs> didn't really hold up well mm-hmm. <laughs> but he holds up the star of david and then he starts uh speaking hebrew and uh i guess imhotep can understand him because like yeah, was like slaves, is what they say. I don't know where does he get this fucking gold from. He like extends a hand out of That's- gold. <laughs> I said that to Alex. I said, where the fuck did he get that gold from? And, and I was like, like his pockets. <laughs> Had juicy pockets. <laughs> no, they're crunchy now. Oh, he pulls right. it from the crunchy pockets. I was like, oh, where the God. fuck did 
had this shit from, kid? Yeah. So is he running around like his fist is closed the entire time and those <laughs> random like rings are in and he's like, oh, I'm a mummy. I gotta steal your fucking eyes, bitch. Finally, and I can open my And then he's up. like, oh yeah, here, finally. There you go. You, like I'm doing want... it to the camera and no one can fucking see me. I love Benny. He's like, oh, my prince. <laughs> <laughs> Benny is the original simp for Imhotep. <laughs> I'll take the gold, my prince. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Benny. What kind of person are you? Did Benny do this for survival, or was Benny just like a weasley little man who's like willing to align himself with like literal a fucking mummy? The latter, yeah. I I think it's also like (laughs) extreme fight or flight, also known as run away. Because when anything got dicey, he he was fucking out of there. He just right? wanted the money, the highest reward, yeah. and then he get the fuck out because he only cared nothing. He'll he'll be on everyone's side if he knows he can get something from it, and then Weasley he'll fucking bitch. fail. Yeah. Back to them being in Cairo, and they're all like, "We need to stop Imhotep and the curse because we brought him back." And Rick is like, "Look, lady, contract terminated. I'm done. I said I'd bring you there. We're done." And she's like, "Well, I'm going back. Is that all I am to you? Was a contract?" Yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> so weird. I think they could have developed their romance like a little bit more because obviously Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss did have chemistry, yeah. but some of the stuff is like, okay, this isn't like a clear enough progression of like these two people being romantic interests. It happens so fast. Well, yeah. that's what we were talking about through the course of the movie is that like, are they just googly eyeing each other yeah. because like the, you know, like, hey, they're the best looking people in these groups. Or is it like, oh my God, just because a fucking mummy is after us. So I'm already have like heightened, like, I just want to fuck because this could be our last shit. I love how I'm- What is this? <laughs> just what doing the fuck this. is this? <laughs> Risa is scissoring her fingers. I am. Aggressively scissoring her fingers. <laughs> That's how you do it in Hamanatra. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so like a part of me wondering like because yeah their romance or whatever didn't yeah. really progress too much so it's like are they just like oh fuck yeah because we're about to get killed yeah because they're we're always being block. chased by like some ancient evil right. what if their relationship was based on that so if like <laughs> let's pretend they you know survived and stayed together how long would it last right. was it just because of the rush of almost being murdered by an ancient evil yeah or did they actually have chemistry we were joking around before when we were watching this. That's the only way that Brendan, <laughs> Brendan Fraser can come is if he gets. <laughs> he knows at any second an evil mummy can fucking bust through the door and try to kill them. <laughs> the oh only way. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, we know that Rick O'Connell's like he's probably not into kinky sex because in the second movie when they're at their house and Jonathan is getting tortured by people and they have like the snakes out with the black mamba Rick barges in and he's like uh Jonathan I thought I said no more wild parties Mm. (laughs) so he's like having like loving missionary sex for the procreation of children like that's that's where I see Rick going all right all right I mean that's realistic but way less funny <laughs> it's funny when they're doing it missionary style. I feel like I'm skipping over some parts here because, like, I feel like the the first half of the movie is my favorite, and then the second half of the movie is like my least favorite, except for specific parts. At this point, I'm just kind of like, oh, let's wrap this up. Like, with the moment. But anyway, um, 
this is where Imhotep makes his way to Cairo. I want to see the the car road trip. I, mean, I want to see Imhotep as a mummy on camels going from Hamanapshur back to Cairo. Like, how did he get there with Betty? Like, I just want to know. Well, did he? So I know, like, when kind of fast forwarding a little bit more, when Imhotep is going back to yeah. Hamanapshur, like he <laughs> to a, just a fucking Dyson vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Into the wind. I imagine that's what he did. That's how he just travels. So Benny hops in and then he fucking <laughs> yes. shoots him out at the end when he fucking gets close enough. I laugh so hard when they actually come back to Hamanatra and he just fucking launches Evie and Benny <laughs> out of him. Like he shits yes. them out. Yes, 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 yes. That's what I picture. So I feel like that. I mean, honestly, I would have watched a 20 minute little side adventure. <laughs> Of them coming back to Cairo, being all like, it's like a little short. Up. Benny gets to Cairo. <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do. <laughs> I love it. Benny's going around and helping Imhotep get the last of the Americans to suck dry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking broke me because <laughs> that is fucking so accurate. <laughs> all right, moving on. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a 13 year old boy. Go on. Oh, I, 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 that's the one thing we forgot to mention is that apparently Imhotep thinks that Rachel Weiss's character is a Nox in the Moon. He's like wanting to use her as the human sacrifice to put a Nox in the Moon's soul into, I guess. I don't know. Well, f- fucking whatever. Whatever they do. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so Imhotep is like all sweet on Rachel and trying to love Evie and <laughs> tries to make out with her like in mummy form. Yeah. Which I just want to, what the fuck would that be like to kiss someone who's like a dehydrated mummy? His whole mouth was missing. Like half of him, he started to kind of replenish, but then there was like that whole middle section. Yeah. So it's like, <sighs> mm. it's like what? <sighs> no. You know, I don't know. Like you can't, like if you start like tonguing with that person, your tongue would ultimately get out of his mouth. Oh, also, I don't like he it. has like no moisture. Wouldn't it just be like a dry tongue? <gasps> You'd be touching the, his little tendrils yeah. <laughs> on the side. Ew. No. This just sounds fucking disgusting. Like, you think that he would have the common courtesy if this is the love of his life? Fucking at least wait for you to regenerate in the mouth a little bit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> regenerate in the mouth a little bit. Yes, I completely agree. But he just wanted some love. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Oh, mm. knocks on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to make it out with her once, and that wasn't successful. But then they he, they show him the cat, and he's yeah. like, ah, cat, guarding the underworld, I gotta go. And then we get more exposition dump with the Magi, and they're like, we're the secret Magi, hired to protect the kings and stop Imhotep. We failed. Oops. <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. He's sucking more people dry. Um, more plagues of Egypt. Uh, and, then he, and then they're like, let's lock Rachel up in this uh, hotel room. And she's like, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> and then yeah. Imhotep gets in the room. And then he's like, I like how he just like looks off in the distance and he's like, Anaxina moon. Like he's looking off into the sunset. And then he turns down, looks at Evie, and then just starts fucking making out with her. Then it, you notice how he had like a normal mouth? Yeah. Yes. He starts kissing her. Like all of the unregenerated mouth goes to like, I, I don't fucking, why'd they do that? Like I, I, I hate that part of that movie, the movie right there. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so fucking strange. I just picture like what is it like making out with him where he's got like the nasty dehydrated sand mouth and he's putting his little sand tongue in your mouth oh, and like, knocks to the moon. <laughs> it's like I imagine what it's like probably making out with a cat. 
Because oh, like a cat has like that dry fucking sandpaper tongue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's probably what I imagined that to be like. Just a little, a little sandpaper just darting at you. It's disgusting. Awful. You know the scene with all the extras and they're covering boils and sores and they're chanting, Hamotep, Hamotep. <laughs> and then they're just like, he's like, and then they're coming after uh, them at the museum. Um, those are all extras, obviously. And the director hated these extras so much because they kept looking at the camera. They had to CGI out their eyes for a lot of it. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so That's rough. fantastic. Oh, bastards. I love details like that. I love that. It's amazing. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry. It's amazing. It's, amazing. it's, it's just <laughs> moving on. Next. <laughs> Okay, and then Imhotep corners the gang, and then Evie kind of, like, sacrifices herself, because she's like, look, he needs a human sacrifice to complete the ritual. I'll be fine. Like, you guys get away and come save me. And Rick's like, I'll be back. Blah, blah, blah. Coming for her. Go. Oh, yeah. Well, he does that, like, I'll be seeing you. Very, <laughs> I'll be seeing you. <laughs> I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> and Imhotep is like, <laughs> sure. Hmm. I got you. Obviously, because Imhotep is evil, he double crosses them. And, Ancient uh, evil. They did it like the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they escape through the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, that one, that one guy's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna kill myself." <laughs> the museum director's like, yeah. "I'll fend them off," and then they kill him. Like, I got this. Immediately dies. <laughs> I know. It's like, what the fuck was the point of that? He could have escaped with them, but all right. And then, okay, so what I said earlier about the most useless character. <laughs> Poor little Winston. Winston. What the fuck is the point of Winston? Like, they literally are talking to Winston. They're trying to convince him to borrow the plane to get back out to Hominoptera. He's like, by Jove, is this dangerous? Well, everyone else has died on this trip. You might as well, too. Like, they're just already setting it up like he's going to die. And then well, they- I- but the, the whole time thing. when he was earlier, he was just like, I wish I was dead like my, my other people. <laughs> They're all buried in the sand. They like, died in glory. It's like, I wish I was dead. Like, <laughs> yourself in the face. Right. He was like some rando drunk at a bar that you meet that yeah. just talks about. <laughs> he walks up, steals your himself. shot. He's like, oh, thanks, mate. I wish I was dead. And then he walks away and you're like, what the fuck like, is this? paying for this? <laughs> But I also love, though, his little compound or whatever. Like, he's up on this little, like, sand he's up dune. On the dune. <laughs> and he's just sitting there with, like, a little, the, what is it? Like, a record, not a record player, but, like. Oh, like a gramophone like, or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And he's just sitting there, like, hello. <laughs> it's like, I'm oh. baking in the sun. I'm blasted right now. <laughs> oh, you know how there's that shot of the guy in the bathtub? Yes. That's Stephen Summers. Really? Yeah, that's his cameo. Oh, hilarious. Oh. I don't know why that was in there at all. Like it was <laughs> a little bit of himself. I was just gonna say, there. did he do that in all of his movies? Uh, but I guess not. A bathtub, <laughs> no, like a bathtub. random ca- background cameo. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I don't even know if it's actually him or not. I just noticed that when I was watching the director's commentary, the only thing he says about that scene is like, "Oh, see that guy in the bathtub? That's my Alfred Hitchcock moment." And it's like Alfred mm. Hitchcock always did cameos in his movies, so I'm like assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay, Steven. I mean that makes sense. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Winston agrees to fly them out. I love because uh, Imhotep sees them in the plane and he yeah. puts up that big sand wall. <laughs> then uh, the sand wall's coming at them. Rick is shooting at the sand wall, mm-hmm. as one does, to try to stop it. Americans. That's how you stop the sand wall. 
I love how he's just screaming and shooting. So he's got like a machine gun. He's like, ah! <laughs> like shooting the sand thing. It's like they didn't know what else to do other than just give him guns and have him shoot at like inanimate objects. Yeah. The other thing I love, though, is that Jonathan is on one side of the wing, terrified. What was it? Artist um, Bay. Yeah, and then... He's fucking happy he's, to clam. He's just like... He's like, yeah! <laughs> I'm <not> flying! <laughs> You're so happy! <laughs> How you doing? It's my first time on a plane. <laughs> this is great! <laughs> like, I love aviation! <laughs> Do I bloody look all right? Jonathan... <laughs> I don't even get how Winston dies because they crash the plane, but it's like they crash in sand and everyone else seems to be okay. But Winston's just fucking dead. The I, guys that were on the wings of the fucking plane yeah. hanging on with their hands are A-OK. They're okay without broken hands yeah, or like lopped fine. off They hands. didn't even fucking get a scratch. They're no. fine. The I'm assuming dead. he had a heart attack or something. Probably. Or I don't know because he wasn't moving. He died of the same force that killed Padme in the French. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> he died of a broken heart. Like, All right. And then he just went to the quicksand. Yeah. And of course, quicksand. So he's buried in the sand where like he wanted his to people. be. Yeah. It was a love story, actually. <laughs> Winston got his, his ending. He in got the his comeuppance. Oh, fuck me. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so when they make their way back to Hamanapshara, they got to find the Book of Ra, which is like the opposite of the Book of the Dead because it's got like a spell to like get Imhotep back to, I was going to say back to Kokomo, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's on the second page. Back to You can see him in Hawaii. Just right <laughs> uh, back to the underworld. Um, oh. They find the Book of the Dead, but then there's all the minion mummies, which are all. All the minion mummies are pretty much just guys in suits. Like they're most of them are actually like people in suits, except for some of them are CGI. Like when Imhotep is uh, raising the mummies up from the dead and they come out of the wall, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hurry, your cats!" and like go kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the, the wall mummies, which they didn't actually bury people in the walls. Just a factoid for everyone out there. <laughs> Dropping some hot Egypt knowledge on us. <laughs> Thank you, Evie. <laughs> they find the treasure room, and then Jonathan's like, oh my god, fucking treasure! Like, he's like fully torqued, like, oh god, we gotta get some treasure! And he's like, no. Because we gotta save your sister. She's god. the most important treasure of all. Mm. <laughs> Benny's in the background, obviously, because Benny's like a little Weasley, little Benny boy, and he's like, treasure! And he's like, treasure! <laughs> dragging it out on the camels. Which he's so fucking weak, because they show him dragging the treasure things and he's like eh, eh, eh. why is it so perfect by the way because that is legitimately the sound of his voice <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched this movie before oh man oh fuck me imhotep has evie and then he gets <laughs> onox and moon's mummy corpse and they're together they're on the, like the altars or whatever and then the minion mummies are doing the chanting the the prayer bow thing and then Imhotep is about to do the spell to like get Evie in there, but then first he brings like an oxygen moon back from the dead. And I scholars are divided on whether or not this movie passes the Bechdel test or not. For anyone who doesn't know what the Bechdel test is, it's a test to see like how well women are represented in a movie. And it's like, are there two female characters that both have names and talk about something other than a man in a movie? You know, there's two female characters, Evie and an oxygen moon. They're sitting next to each other and they're screaming at each other in the face. <laughs> Does that count? 
Which with anyone who ever grew up with sisters, like uh, I feel like that counts for a conversation between two women. Probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, Imhotep brings Nox and the Moon back, and she's like, they give her this really weird chortled scream that's always oh yeah fascinated me. Where it's like, <laughs> why are you? I'm pretty sure you're just playing way. sound bites from the movie. <laughs> you're doing this way too well, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a drum machine of what she's all like the button set up so she's like all right button oh right. like the the radio morning <laughs> in the morning drive time <laughs> <laughs> benny going <laughs> fuck oh, all right shit. <laughs> so then jonathan comes in and he's holding the book of the living or the book of raw they found book of raw by the way we skipped over yeah. that part <laughs> they found the book of raw and he's like amy i found it i found the book and he's like jonathan you got a the inscription. Oh, he's like, oh yeah, I should read it. <laughs> cool, because she's kind of tied up at the moment, Jonathan. Like you're gonna have to take point on this one and fucking save your sister. And you know, <laughs> Imhotep's obviously like, oh, the Book of Amon Ra. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna get this book. And then fucking Jonathan's just reading shit off the cover, which gets the guard mummies to come in the egyptian guard mummies which are usually in the fan universe these are usually everyone's favorite mummies oh i don't know why <laughs> but they okay. are okay. really good to know good to know which they kind of creep me out because they're like spider-man mummies where they're like crawling on the ceiling and the yeah. walls like, yeah after like rick and jonathan it's it's, it's kind of freaky it is freaky they're like it is, it is. i know it's, it's just funny you're like it's, it's freaky, it's freaky. <laughs> i don't like them like i don't want to like i don't want to think about like a mummy like crawling all over the walls to like come. Ch- I don't. I don't like that. I don't, I don't, it's okay. I, it's okay. Here, here's some warm milk and some cookies. It's gonna oh, be fine. Like like come to mama. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> so then Jonathan. Oh, there's a lot going on in the scene. So like Rick is fighting off the guard mummies. Imhotep is fighting Rick and Jonathan at the same time. Anox Namun got up and she's chasing after Evie with like a knife trying to kill her. Like there's a fucking lot going on. Not fighting. Um, and because Jonathan didn't finish the incantation, like Imhotep is able to control the guard mummies. So he like six them after everyone else. But then Jonathan finishes the incantation. He gets the mummies to kill Anox and Amun, and then Imhotep freaks out because he's like, that's my girl! comes after jonathan rick and him start fighting sword things imhotep gets his arm chopped off at one point like this is fucking star oh, wars and he just snaps it back he's just like yeah he's just like, snaps it back boop, boop. i was like what the fuck i know like he's a fucking barbie doll or something yeah. he pops it back pop, in pop the peg back in you're good it was a clean cut. <laughs> Rachel or Evie, she <laughs> the book of Amun Ra, and then she finds the spell that basically takes away Imhotep's immortal soul Ooh. and makes him mortal. And then Rick stabs him, and then he goes, and then Imhotep is like, he, he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> it's literally like the Tim Allen. I just picture like uh, the mummy be like, (laughs) (laughs) we gotta go get the next in the moon, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like holding on to his guts as he just got stabbed, and he's like slowly backing into like the CGI pond of felt. Pond and just eats them. Yeah, he's like, death is only the beginning, and then dies again. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, Benny with his treasure, you know, Benny, like, eh, eh, that, <laughs> Benny, 
dragging the treasure everywhere. <laughs> He's like puts the treasure sack on like a, a lever that uh, makes the whole like booby traps the whole thing of Hominoptera and they got to get out because it's like a race to get out. But Benny doesn't make it out, you know, Indiana Jones style yeah. where like, the door is closing on him except he doesn't make it out. And then Benny gets like eaten to death. Magic uh, scarabs. That was actually kind of scary. That part. I think when he was crawling, the the one yeah, part the, the almost pushed him, yes. and then he's down there, and he's like, "Oh, this isn't so bad. I'm surrounded by gold." And then like, the his, light goes out. <laughs> he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Next sound, sound bite. bite. Thank you. <laughs> Evie, Rick, and Jonathan make it out there with the camels, and then they're like, "Oh, we made it. It's all good." And then we got to get one last jump scare in this movie where Ardith Bay's hand comes out and he's like, he's all fucking mangled after fighting all off all the mummies from earlier. He's like, you've earned the respect of my people. Thank you. And then he just fucking leaves. Yeah, he's like, Bye. Bye. <laughs> they shack up on the camel. They kiss. And then Jonathan goes like he was going to kiss the camel. Like, how about a little kissy wissy for me? <laughs> the, camel, the camel breathes on him. He's like, oh, never mind, camel. Of course, because Benny uh, got some treasure out on the camel from before, they leave with the camel that has some of Benny's first round of treasure on it. And then that's how the movie ends. It just happens to be that camel. Yeah, exactly. Jonathan does get a little bit of the piece of the pie at the end of it <laughs> since the camel didn't work out for him. Yeah. So one thing I like is they made a switch in there that would make the entire thing cave in on itself. Yeah, yeah. And they foreshadowed it in the beginning when they're talking about it. Jonathan's like, the whole thing was set to flip it, a switch of the blah, 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 and sink into the sand. And it fucking did. One switch. Fucking did. What if someone, like, tripped on it and, like, you hit your arm and it's like, oh, fuck. Well, I just fucking I love wanna, Is the switch, like, the red button for the president? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I love, too, when they were running outside, like, they're running through it because uh, Benny tripped the thing. And Jonathan gets to, like, the treasure room and he's like, <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> like, I want this. And they're like, come on, it's not worth it. And it reminds me of, like, the fucking Indiana Jones cross the seal with the cup thing. So. Yeah. It's interesting. I, You know what? I have to say, watching this movie again... Like, because we watched it recently or whatever. But it still holds up. It still pretty much holds up. And mm -hmm. it's, like, just a good, fun blockbuster movie. And something that I feel like I don't see very often. Yeah. With oh, a lot no. of action movies. Well, nowadays, the action is so different. <sighs> it's so, like, unrealistic. Pretty and dark. And oh my God. stupid. And over the top. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, just can we just have a cheesy action movie again? Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about this. Like we legitimately watched Die Hard, all of them, all five, and the like. It kind of gets to a point in Die Hard where it's just there's so much action happening that you don't know what the fuck is going on. And I appreciate with this at least that there is action, but it's like spaced apart enough that you're yeah. like, there's also a fucking story, and it's not like bam, explosion, explosion, death, da, 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 you know. So they don't make movies like this anymore. I feel like definitely not. They didn't even really recapture the magic of the first one when they made the second one no, they didn't. no i think the second one has good moments but overall it's not a good film i remember being super annoyed at the kid i'm just like can you just shut up i actually don't mind the kid for the most part but then again like i don't know i like kids just a monster then. <laughs> i was like what kid <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, I feel shit. like we watched it, I don't know, probably within we the last five ago. years yeah, or something. It was a while. But I don't remember anything about the second one at all. Exactly. Oh, do you remember the legendarily awful 
CGI of yeah. The Rock as the Scorpion King. I vividly remember. It's so bad. I love it. Oh, Scorpion King. It's really bad. That was like The Rock's first major role, too. And you know what's bad? For him, he had like when they were shooting the Mummy Returns, he had fucking diarrhea like the whole goddamn time. Like, he- <laughs> Ooh, what? what was that in the director's commentary? Yes. Oh my god! So the Rock, they were out in the desert. I think they're in Morocco again. And the Rock got sick. Like he got food poisoning. It's like a million degrees. He had a fever, and then he was having like horrible diarrhea, or he was like shitting himself constantly. So every scene that you see The Rock in that film, he's like horribly sick. Oh, God. Oh, that sucks. That's terrible. <laughs> Poor boy. Having the shits. Luckily, it worked out for him. Movie-wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spinoff movie, The Scorpion King, which is actually like, it's awful, but I love it. <laughs> the same. I have to watch these spinoff ones. The, the, the Scorpion King, it's like, it's just like a cheesy action movie. Okay. Well, I mean, it, I'm into it. I, I like the Scorpion King because the Scorpion King is like these movies are like again made like twenty fucking years ago, but this is a lot of like um really like fetishizing ancient cultures slash like fetishizing people of color like mm-hmm. the, the sorceress in that in the film it's like she's a virgin that's why she has her powers and as soon as she has sex with a man she's gonna lose her powers and it's like they're like <laughs> fetishizing her and then like also like they're fetishizing the rock in his role because they're like. He's an Acadian, the last of his kind. They're like super soldier trained assassin men. They're so ripped. They kill anything and then they're gods. And it's like, it's all very weird. Like someone needs to do like a dissertation on these films. because it's like <laughs> I need to watch these. We need to, we've been actually been on a very big kick. I just wanted to watch something really dumb and fun. So we started kind of with Die Hard and we watched the whole series and then we watched Lethal Weapon, the whole series. Mm. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? We're right now we're in the Expendables, which we're almost done with that. They're all, I'm kind of happy. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. No, they were okay. But I fuck with the Scorpion King though, okay. since there's like so many. Well, you have to watch the Mummies. Yeah, the three. Yeah, because well, yeah, more after to. that, and then yeah. we'll do the Scorpion King. I'm excited. Yeah, I love it. I don't really feel like um, what do you call it? Do 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 do. Oh, like the third mummy is kind of like it's canon, but it doesn't really count. If that makes sense to me, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just been—I don't know. It's been weird. The election just happened. I'm like very out of it. I'm sad that we were able to get through as much as we did. Yeah. I think it's a fucking home run for all Absolutely. of us. So. But there is one thing. One scene is my favorite part of the entire fucking movie. Oh, we didn't talk when, about it. When they're in Cairo, uh, when. Brendan Frage catches up to Benny upstairs in that one room and he fucking whips the chair at him. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite moments in cinematic history. Yes. My favorite. I love it. I don't know why. I laugh every time that fucking scene happens. Hey, Benny. It is my absolute favorite. He just bells him in the back of the fucking chair. I want to do that to somebody. I fucking love it. Don't do it to me. <laughs> I want to take like a plastic chair. With a new friend, didn't you, Benny? <laughs> Brendan Fraser is so good. Like some of the fucking lines he has is just so good. And it's just classic Brendan Fraser. Just classic Brendan Fraser. I miss him. It's like movies like this makes me miss him and be like, what the fuck happened? Where are you, sir? Where are you? We'll never know. No. <laughs> Actually, how would you? We normally rate stuff, which I know oh. we do with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. We have campfires. Well, so I guess we'll keep it with the campfires. How about uh, oh, how many mummies? How many out of five books of the dead? Ooh. How would you rate this? Oh, I man. Like- I would rate this four books of the dead and then one book of raw. 
Ooh. Oh, that's fancy. <laughs> I, you know what? I would give this, I would give this a four, a solid four, a solid four books of the dead because it was fun. Not so much educational, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, it it's like a perfect balance of, it could Popcorn be educational day. if you don't deep dive and find out that everything's wrong. Right. You know, you don't. So right. you're okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Four. Books of the Dead, I'm good. I agree. Four Books of the Dead. Fun movie, action-y, dumb. It's all good. It's great. Yeah. It holds up. It holds up. And I think that's really important is that a lot of action movies sometimes do not hold up. And this, being in 2020, is it's just, it's fun. It's yeah. just a fun movie to watch. If you haven't Absolutely. seen it, well, now you fucking know everything <laughs> about it. But I recommend still watching it because yeah. it's just, there's some moments of gems it's, in it's there. It's fun. Especially the fucking chair whipping scene. Holy Ugh, shit. My fucking favorite. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. Like, that is a good scene. Such a great scene. So I know when we skip past it, I was like, I'll just sum it up at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to, to be perfectly frank, I could probably start my own podcast just talking about this movie (laughs) with, like, different people every time, like, different guests, and then also getting into the extended universe with the Scorpion movies. (laughs) Like, the mummy lore. I love it. If you ever decide to. Welcome to the mummy only. Oh, I love that. Oh, God, who? Mummy, I'm into it. The mummy podcast. No Tom Cruise. Maybe uh, it would have to be like a mini series. I don't know how much I can. Get. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe be like a you do a pod on each each movie mm, and yeah. then talk about like the universe. Yeah, and all that stuff. Thank you well, so much for having me. Is your you. first guest? I know. Yeah. Thank Our you. Our first and only guest. No one is ever going to come on. <laughs> for for coming on and 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 bestowing all of your knowledge of the mummy and allowing us to be fucking idiots while you talk about your favorite movie (laughs) i fucking appreciate that yes this is the highlight of my career right here like this is like everything i did led up to this moment (laughs) you're just really aiming low aren't you Oh, this is great. I, I really did. Really, <laughs> it's super sarcastic. I really did love this. And I, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And um, I love listening to your podcast. And I hope you invite other people on to talk about other movies and TV yes. shows. Yeah, we will do. That. Well, I, we should definitely try to like keep the people as passionate or at least close yeah. to as passionate about a movie as you are about the mummy. Yeah. Did I, uh, did I, did, did I do you proud? Did I, I- you, oh yeah, you, you dropped in all the, the facts. I was like, yes. Yeah. But uh the very end, I request that you do more of Benny. <laughs> right before we cut, I'm gonna need more of Benny struggling. <laughs> so we just separate in throughout the whole <laughs> special thank you to all our patrons that are dumb enough to support us. I but just love that you. you say <laughs> Well, every time someone signs up, yeah. I send a message. I'm like, thank you for accidentally supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Like thank we really do. Thank you, Dum Dum. Every dollar counts. Do you say thank you, Dum Dum? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dum Dum. We love you. So I just want to thank Heine, Cynthia, Zephy, Tony, Nicole, Heather, Jen, Jovi's mom, Erica, Candy, Kat, Juden Ashby, Kitty, and Jennifer. Thank, Thank you y'all. so much. We love your faces. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. I uh, I like that you support my friends. Give them yeah. more money. We Yay. have we have friends online. We love friends. <laughs> <laughs> Give them money, otherwise we're gonna curse you with the hum die. So that's right. You're gonna get that hum die. <laughs> are you, are First you of all. <laughs>
<laughs> You're gonna get that home die. It's sounding a little too sexy right there. But all right. Or not sexy enough. Okay, on that note, I guess we <laughs> should right. call it. So thank you so much, Jordan, for uh, you know, bestowing your knowledge. All the knowledge us. all over our face. Benny. I love the whole sand wall trick. It was beautiful. Bastard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only gonna do it when I'm in the zone. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all good. Auto zone. We love that. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see y'all later. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. All right. Bye. 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 Eh, eh, eh.